Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And welcome back to the Triculture Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Sean Ferrick, and joining me is the reincarnation of Catherine Janeway herself. It is Ellie Littlechild. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am very good because finally we can put the question to this man: What on earth do you have against the Enterprise? F. Christopher Monfet. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you you are very welcome. But no, seriously, it's barely out the gate. And we're like, ha ha, the Monfet Gambit. That's the oh, yeah. end of that. <laughs> we don't we don't talk about the Monfet Gambit anymore. It's uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's, okay. it's 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 kind of like is it? Would you say it's uh, time locked somewhere? Yeah, it's time locked. It's it's an oopsie that we've locked away. So <laughs> I, I, I like that. I like that. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? How are things in your side of the world? Good, good. You know, we're all we're we're all in the middle of striking right now, and and you know, doing our best as a as a union and a group of writers and performers and actors to uh, strike a fair deal and continue to work and get back to work creating the stuff that you know you guys talk about and um it gives us a, a lot of time to to talk about craft and 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 sit down with folks like you who've been so supportive of what we've done and and the the things that we love and consume and just be nerds for a minute so i'm really happy to be here and and just nerd out with you about something that we all love together so thank you for having me i really appreciate it Oh God, such a pleasure. No, 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 really like thank you so much. Um especially like everything is so blah at the moment <laughs> that it's a bit kind of like it, it it kind of feels it's just an extra treat just to get to sit down and go, right, let's talk about TARDISes, let's talk about warp cores, let's talk about sorry, Ellie, a warp core is something that uh, a, she's gonna kill me. She's actually gonna kill me. <laughs> I'll have you know, my Star Trek knowledge is getting there. <laughs> it might not be at the same level as yours, but it's getting there. That is quite. Listen, I could be committed for the amount of Trek knowledge that I have at this point. I don't. I don't. I can't think of a single person I've met who has more. Uh, it, it's. It's. It is the definition of the word encyclopedic. So honestly, if I, I ever have a question, I, all I need to do 
is just send a message to Sean and he, he'll he have the answer instantly. How do I pronounce this? How do I say this? What does this mean? He knows. Oh, do, do, yeah. do you know what, like for the longest time, um, and, and my dad quite correctly gives me stick for this, despite the fact it's very much his fault. But uh, for the longest time, can you imagine that I didn't have a Trek culture? So I was just walking around, just like spouting out like these kind of random facts. Like I was the kind of person that you cross the street to get away from like, ah, he's on one of those days. Okay, that's, yeah, that's fine. Ah, no, Heisenberg compensator. Yes, that's it's fine. Yeah, run, dear. It's, fan, it's fans, you know, like you who have this level of passion and knowledge that make writing for Star Trek a sort of weirdly scary thing because, you know, I, I love Trek. I grew up with Trek, uh, I, I, but I came into the the writing of Trek with, you know, a journeyman's knowledge of Star Trek. You know, mm. I, I, I watched TNG. I've seen every TNG episode once. I've seen every original series episode once or twice, you know. Um, and so you come in and you start pitching things and you sit around the table and then you very quickly realize what I don't know. You know, when did this happen? Did this ever happen? Have they ever done a story about this? Because, I, I, you know, if I've seen that episode, I've forgotten it or whatever. And, you know, we have some folks on staff and we have fans who will very passionately remind us of when we've walked on familiar ground or when we've broken a continuity rule. And um, and so it's it really is a humbling, it makes it a humbling experience to write Star Trek and realize, you know, oh, we're the ones safeguarding this franchise and we know a fraction of the totality of it that the fans do. So it really, it it like double, it doubly makes you sort of like insecure, but also um, more determined than ever to make sure you don't get it wrong and that you try to honor those folks who've, who've spent the time to learn as much as they have. It's I, I I get obviously like we do our we do our ups and downs we do our Easter eggs and we have so much fun doing it but like even with my wacky on I mean I miss stuff all the time you know and then I, I, actually say, I just let me point this out because I had to correct Sean on something the other day and I was so proud of myself. <laughs> Yeah. Sean wrote all the article. I was recording us, it, and as I went through, I was like, "Actually, Sean, I think that you've written that wrong there." And I was right. All of us would watch your ups and downs, and then we'd 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 all text each other, uh, you know, being like, "How was that a down?" Like, <laughs> uh, oh god, the, the most terrifying thing I think that ever happened to me. It was the first time I heard that someone who was actually directly making an episode was watching the ups and downs. And I remember going like, (laughs) um, and because it's one thing, you know, you're, you're sitting around with your mates and like, here's what I liked. Here's what I thought didn't work, you know, whatever. Then it's, that is another thing again, when you're like, you know, okay, this is part of the job. So, you know, I would take it seriously anyway, but I'm taking it extra seriously and make sure you've got a reason or whatever. And then you realize that, and everything that you say someone's going to agree, disagree, have right. an opinion. And you're like, okay, that's you know, that's fine. As long as you can back it up. It's another thing altogether. When you get a message from someone being like, uh, actually, we we worked on that really hard. And um, <laughs> I'm uh, I'm kind of like, you know, I'm just going to go, uh, I see this bus out there. Uh, I'm just going to go lie down in front of it. So uh, I will, uh, <laughs> I, 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 I'll see you later. Uh, it definitely makes it, we take it seriously, put it that way. Um, yes. Because the, no, the, the, we- the thing I would never want to do is never be like, Oh, just give a flippant down. And then you're like, someone worked really hard on that. You know, we can do joke downs. We've done lots of joke downs. Like we'll do like, oh, um, 
like we do it at the like lower decks with like oh why is this person not in this episode down you know like we'll do lots of joke ones like that where we try and try yeah. and be like you know okay if this is a down for uh, like okay this wasn't a down down the fleet museum you'd have to come up with a pretty good reason as to why it's a down right right you know you know it wasn't uh, a down i think well, i think we, i think we all know that i was i'm still, <laughs> yeah we watched and we enjoyed and we judged you see silently sometimes vocally uh, and we would text amongst ourselves, and you have a nefarious reputation amongst us. Uh, that's, that's all. We, I, that's all I want. But we always, uh, we all. We, I, I will say uh, to both of you, um, deeply appreciated the the support, uh, and you know all the kind words and and all the ups and and I'll, you know a lot of the downs that kept us honest. You know what I mean? That it forces you to look at the material and. And go. Where do we succeed? Where do we fail? Where can we get it better next time? Uh, hopefully, if there is a next time. Uh, and so, you know, the 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 degree to which you supported the show and and all the kind things that you said about it we, were deeply appreciated and taken in by all of us. And so, thank you very much for for everything you did. And um, we it 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 mattered, and we listened, and we heard. So can't really take the credit for those ones. I'm afraid I didn't do the ups and downs for Trek. So over to you, no. Sean. Every You're down was Ellie. <laughs> Every day, yeah. I watched them, but um, you're on the journey. The the, on you. you said very kind things on Twitter, so well, that's true, you know. Yeah, well, uh, like, seriously, like, I mean, that is massively humbling. Thank you so much. Oh, no, um, the, you, you, you said one thing there, um, that one thing we've we, what we've tried to do with everything, and I'm really glad that this was picked up on the we try and do it honestly. Yeah. Like, you know, we, I, I mean, okay, I'll speak for myself here. Uh, and I know I'm kind of speaking for Chris as well. We go in with, I'm looking forward to this episode every week, you know, yeah. as opposed to, I've got my red pen ready, <laughs> you know, I can't wait, you know, um, because there is, there is a type of content where that is what they do. It is, that is their market. Um, and that's not what we do because, you know, we're like, right, I'd, I'd much rather the up counter is way higher than everything generally it is um so i'm i'm glad that that came across because i'm sure as well from your point of view and from the entire creative team's point of view is that you must have every week both in the run-up to and during the airing of it just been like you know kind of like right okay i'm gonna get my coffee i'm gonna get my comfort blanket and we're gonna go on social media today and see how how this episode landed <laughs> It yeah, I mean that's a that's it was always interesting to you know at whatever time it would come on Paramount or whatever. It, usually it was like late. It was like like midnight the night of or whatever. Mm. So we'd all stay up late and you know we'd we'd start watching the Twitter reactions roll in and and we, you know it wasn't until that first or second probably the second episode that we realized like okay I think people are liking this and if they like this we know where it goes and hopefully it will only you know kind of continue to build and um and so it's 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 very humbling and, and it's very humbling to be able to get that that broad volume of feedback so quickly not just by the fans but by the journalists um and you know we were lucky in the sense that m most people really responded positively and they're you know and the stuff that folks keyed into was mostly like good faith criticisms, you know? And that's just like what we look for as, as writers of the show is, you know, if somebody has a, a criticism that's fair, um, you know, it's not like we're sweeping everything off the desk and furious and how dare you not like 
uh, or think everything is perfect. Um, you know, we hear those things and we and and you know, we take them to heart and hopefully they're they're things that we can either improve upon moving forward or um there's maybe a good reason that like you aren't aware of why mm. something was done or was done a particular way or um it's why it's very hard uh, once you've done this job long enough to be critical about anything cuz you know all the ways that something can go wrong despite every person involved in the process having the best of intentions um and that what airs just might not be uh for whatever reason was it budgetary reasons logistical reasons uh, script reasons, time reasons, editing reasons, studio reasons, executive reasons might just not be the perfect representation of what you intended, but everybody wanted the perfect thing. So, you know, it's it's tricky. It's hard to, you know, it's hard to get everything right all the time. There's a there's a funny thing that's only very recent. I think from from your show, from from Picard, I started having is that we have now been included in the screener circuit. So for the first time since starting this job, I was doing an ups and downs for an episode where I had seen the next episode. And I know there was once or twice it was just like, okay, I have to talk about this one particular thing. Now, I actually know something that might happen in the next week Uh, because I I, I remember I I won't get into specifics. There was one particular thing. I gave my opinion on it and I remember getting a message being like, yeah, but you know, it's yes, but I can't. But I have to. I, I can't. Right. Ah. It, right. it, it is. It is a funny thing. It's. It's a nice challenge as a as a critic as well. Because let's say I went back and did like an episode of the Next Generation. Now, seen all the Next right. Generation, seen everything that comes afterwards. You know, and you might have something where uh, I don't know. Riker acted out of character in you know an episode of season five of the Next Generation. You're like, well, I have the benefit of knowing everything that Riker did after that, so I'll know if it was right. a good decision, bad decision. It's like, crap. So how do I do an ups and downs for that? Is it like, oh, yeah. Riker acts totally out of character here in this scene? It's like, well, if I'm only looking at it in isolation, maybe that does go in this one. Anyway, I'm not sure yeah. I make an entire sense. But um, <laughs> I mean, there, there are episodes of of this season of Picard that you know it, I would suggest people watch two back to back. You know what I mean? Like, mm. uh, you know, three and four I think are a great pairing of episodes if you watch them back to back. I think six and seven. Uh, you know, die hard, you know, die hard on the tight, I think are better taken as a whole, uh, you know, experience, um, you know, because they are meant to sort of continue one another. So um, mm. that's fair, because I think if you were watching the first part, you might go, oh, the pacing feels off or this thing doesn't feel like it pays off enough or whatever. But you kind of know because it's a little bit of a kind of quasi two parter that's all going to be taken care of or those concerns might be allayed in the next one. and. But if you're watching week to week, the audience who's watching doesn't have doesn't have that knowledge and just has to take the experience as it comes. And uh, yeah, it's 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 a tricky balance to strike. So I get it. I feel your pain. My entire career, I think, stemmed from a decision I made in college because I was I, I was going to school in college. I was a nerd. I was dirt broke. I didn't have the money to go see movies all the time or, or buy every video game I wanted to play. And then I realized if I called up publicists and I told them I wanted to review the thing for our college paper, I could get it for free. So uh, that started a very long tradition of me just being like, oh, if I write about something, I can get it early and for free. I'm like, this is great. I never have to spend a dollar again. And that sort of like led to my early interest in journalism, which eventually led to my um, 
joining, you know, 12 Monkeys and starting my TV career. So in, in a lot of ways, just wanting to be a, a cool nerd with advanced copies of things who didn't have to spend any money totally made a career for myself. So I get it. It's awesome. I, lo- I love that. I, I, I love just to, to, to paraphrase, being skint yes. gave us some yes. brilliant episodes of television. <laughs> <laughs> But I love that. I mean, it, it, it's great. Uh, it'll be really interesting to see how much of this actually makes the final cut of the episode. You might have the editors going like, you're giving away all the secrets. Don't do it. <laughs> yeah, we don't want people to know our secrets. Uh, it'll inspire a new generation of uh, future writers. So it's, it's fine. It's all good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss hey dave yeah randy since we founded bombas we've always said our socks underwear and t-shirts are super soft any new ideas maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy wait what i got it bombas absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness because one purchased equals one donated wow did we just write an ad yes Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hopefully, like we're all fingers crossed um, once the current is over that you know we'd love a legacy down the line. We'd love, obviously we would, because like the the... The pressure that must have been on you, like not just were you doing the final season of Picard. I know you obviously worked on earlier episodes as well, but like, you know, you've got the final season of Picard. This could be the last hurrah for the next generation crew. Right. You know, if ye didn't stick the landing. (laughs) (laughs) I can imagine sitting there being like, you know, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't think I want this job. Because season two was... Uh, it was just filmed under difficult conditions. It was it was written, it was written and produced under under COVID with a lot of sort of just limitations around it. And so as you're sort of working on that season, and it, it was very in, it, slow. It was slow going, um, and we worked on it for quite a long time. And and then we had to rework on it because obviously COVID, you know, put a lot of limitations on what we could or couldn't do. And um, there were a lot of sort of voices around that particular show. You know, it it we we were all kind of exhausted. And we were coming off of season two and they really threw the keys to Terry Metalis and, and said, you guys are now driving the car. It's all you. And so we got permission to tell the story we all wanted to tell. And we all showed up to tell, but we got it with an incredible time crunch because we rolled right into season three. Right. I mean, we finished season two and we were like, 
we're already behind on season three. And we just had to start generating scripts. We had to get into production. And I think that really helped us to not, you couldn't afford to get paralyzed by the sort of immensity of the task before you, right? Like all you could do would just be like, trust your instincts, put the blinders on, try to write to the, to the, to the, the best of your ability and, and honor the history and, and tell the best story. But if you couldn't sit for too long and go, oh my God, uh, we got to get this right. So let me second guess this, or, or let's go too far down this road and then circle back and then try this. You just had to be confident in your instincts and in your knowledge of the history and in the honor that you just put into the keyboard when you were writing um, and hope that that would carry you. So by the time the whirlwind of writing and production was over and you could sit and go, okay, what did we just do? <laughs> uh, what was it good? Um, you know, unfortunately it was, but it, it took a year for us to find that out. I mean, we, we, we thought it was good. We felt confident in what we'd done. And, um, you know, because we were taking our cues from the cast who obviously were very happy to be back and very supportive of what we're doing, but it was going to be a year until the show aired and we weren't going to know whether folks were going to see what we saw or like what we did. And fortunately they did. But at the time we were just like, shut up and type just give these pages to set, you know? Uh, and and so you didn't have time to doubt yourself or worry too much about that. I I, I love that. So like, you know, kind of like, get it done before Frakes flips another chair. He's just <laughs> famously difficult to work with. There's actually, oh, um, we, we we found out via uh, uh, one of the interviews, I'm, I, I wonder, you probably know this already, that the um, we were doing an interview with Liz and she was saying that there was one, one funny moment where Frakes, famous for sitting on things, um, walked into the Elios, sat on the counter and broke the glass. And I just thought, I loved, I love stories like this. And she said, yeah, we all saw it coming in order to. I was like, that's fantastic. Because the, the context was the uh, talking about like, you know, the Enterprise D bridge and how, you know, you're only allowed on it as long as you had 17 vaccinations and you had an armed guard. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. But like, I just, I love stories like that because I can't wait to just write the book of all of the stories about just how season three came into being. And especially because yourself and others have said before, it's just like, this wasn't where we had seven years to make this series. Like we had seven minutes. Season three, I think is is very much, there are more ways that season three couldn't have happened than than ways that it could. You know, I mean, it, it was a lot of, you know, coming, you know, coming out of COVID, coming out of season two, uh, you know, where uh, Alex Kurtzman, who's obviously, you know, the shepherd of all things, Star Trek, uh, you know, he he was working on other projects. Akiva had gone off to concentrate on Strange New World. So it kind of left Terry with the keys to the car at a time when all of the original actors were willing to come back. So we were, you know, once we knew we were able to get those folks back to the table, um, you know, and and oh my God, now it's it's a real option to do the kind of season that we that we felt um, the 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 series needed. Uh, you know, so it, it was a lot of um, budgetarily. You know, coming out of COVID, you had these limitations which you really had to make the creative best of. Like, let's go back and do a ship show, right? Because that's really all we can afford to shoot on. Um, and 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 then really that helped to really refine the script and make sure that you were you were starting from a place of character. Uh, you know, at, at every turn. And so, it, you know, there were a lot of things that had just been a degree to the left or uh, at right, you might not have gotten the season the way you got it. Um, so we were we were very 
fortunate and i think you know kismet just worked in everybody's favor on this one i mean in terms of like reviews it's one of the best reviewed seasons of star trek in years um which is it's just fun fun as a fan fun as a reviewer yeah. it's much it's much more fun as a reviewer to like what you're reviewing as well i'm not gonna lie like <laughs> <Right>. selfishly <laughs> thanks a million because like it made my job so much easier well you know it's it we got we we got to tell the star trek story that we all because all of the writers were very much of the sort of original uh, original series and next gen. Like all of our sort of personal Star Trek stories were rooted in those two sort of Trek time periods. And so, you know, we it was it was a chance for all of us to bring our childhoods in a lot of ways, like our very inspirations for being writers um, to the table and try to honor that uh, and write for these characters whose voices were kind of already in our head, you know? And so we, we had the cheat sheet for what works. Right. And then, um, and, and, you know, fortunately many of us had worked on 12 monkeys before together. And so we, we kind of had that sort of narrative shorthand already for, um, you know, uh, how to story, uh, plot story and, and, and write character and, and all of that. And then we just had an extraordinary cast. So, you know, it, it's, it was, it, it was just lightning in a bottle and, I, you know, I think and I'm confident that it's it's the rare occasion of like lightning you could recapture if legacy ever gets the the opportunity to move forward, because I, I think everybody wants to do it and there are great ideas and there's a lot of willingness. And so fingers crossed, you know, we can get back to the table and do that um, once this is all over. I mean, we've had plenty of ideas for legacy. So if you need <laughs> any thoughts or, you know, you want us to run them by you, just sure. call us up. <laughs> I, 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 you know, the audiences really took to uh, Chief O'Brien, who, of course, famous <laughs> Irish character, who, uh, you know, just just throwing it out because we've seen the bridge crew of the Enterprise Jeep. I mean, I don't think we've seen the engineer. There's no, there's no, uh, you know, there's there's a short list of characters that we would have loved to have brought back and seen, but you know, you could only fit so much in the, in that particular season, and I think. You know, Terry's conception of legacy is very much, um, you know, it would be a melting pot show where those characters could come back through and 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 have arcs or one-off stories um, in a way that would be similar to season three, befitting and organic to a, a, a central narrative that runs through the core uh, of the show. So um, hopefully it, it, we would find ways to revisit those folks that would where it wouldn't just feel like fan service. It would really feel integral to the story. Um, but we could still play with all the toys in the toy box that we didn't get to play with the first time. So, you know. Also, Sela. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, listen, <laughs> you know, just like, there we go. That's, that's great. Uh, but no, like, if hopefully it's a case of when it happens, because the interest I like, I think, I mean, I hope I'm not echo chambering here, but I think the interest for legacy really is there, you know, like the, the oh, demand it's... seems to be there, you know, from the creative side, clearly, I mean, ye have not been playing your cards close to the chest and we are very glad to see that in that <laughs> everyone seems to want to do it. Um, we as fans, certainly as a channel, we want to see legacy, you know, um, and and also like just because if I feel it needs to be said as well, it doesn't need to be at the expense. Like we're loving Strange New Worlds. We're I am I am optimistic for Starfleet Academy because I think we need new blood as well. You know that's how right. franchises keep going. Um, and you know obviously remains to be seen what will happen with Star Trek Prodigy. Hashtag say Star Trek Prodigy. Um, Lower Decks seems to be doing okay. 
So, you know, that's that that's good. And, you know, I, I, there, there's a funny thing as well. I'm sure this has probably been, been said to you at some point. It's like when someone says like, oh, now that, you know, obviously Prodigy will no longer be under Paramount's budget and Discovery's coming to an end. There's all this extra money. Are you going to take this extra money and make legacy with it? You know, who who knows coming out of the strike how much money there will or won't be, you know, mm-hmm. right? I mean, there's an op- there's a there's a world in which uh, there are vastly more opportunities and then there's a world in which you know the 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 industry might start looking at budgets and go are we spending too much on these things you know are these things too costly and i and i think the interesting argument that helps us in that regard is you know Terry and i from 12 monkeys for example 12 monkeys was a relatively cheap show to make it's not a tremendously expensive show i mean it's it's made at a sci-fi budget um, you know, we were making that at, you know, uh, you know, pennies on the dollar for what you make something like Trek. So um, but we had a sense of how to sort of responsibly produce that show uh, right to your limitations, make it feel big uh, while not necessarily just having all the resources to throw at the screen. And so we're sort of well schooled in how could you make something like legacy in a post-strike environment where maybe folks are looking at cutting budgets? Um, how do you make a show like legacy feel big and feel epic and have a ton of scope and emotion and character, but not necessarily have a giant price tag? And, and we know how to do that. We can do that. Um, so, you know, we're kind of hoping that the stars will align in, in our favor and, uh, and and give us a path forward. But, you know, uh, it, it'll all depend what the, the higher ups want to, do with the future of star trek as a franchise and what they feel should come next and um but we've got our hand raised and we're ready to go and uh you know uh, we'll just see if we'll see if they can get us there you know depends i can just see it now um opening scene episode one uh you have you know the uh the, the lower decks of Enterprise G attending the funeral of Captain Seven, First Officer Rafi because you know that's their <laughs> salary saved. Okay, that's grand. You know? <laughs> Chris, you are amazing. Obviously normally I'd be like, what's up next? But I presume no one knows. So better <laughs> yeah. Better question is where uh so for people who want to reach out to interact to chat with you, where's the best place to find you? You can find me on Twitter. I'm still calling it Twitter. Uh, uh at at CW Monfet. Um, yeah, I, I, I love our fan base. I, I love the Trek community, the Who community, the Geek community, the Monkeys community. Uh, I'm there. All of us are there um, to interact, reach out, chat anytime. So uh, I love I love talking to fans and uh, I love talking to you guys. And I, I appreciate you having me. Oh, it's, I think it's, uh, Ellie, I think we can both agree, completely our pleasure. So. Uh-huh. We'll be calling you not to record. We'll just be calling you. We'll just have a long chat. All friends now. We can do this. Exactly. This has been great. Like, you know, uh, just let us know when it becomes too much. Like, you know, when you hear the doorbell ring and you and you catch yourself going, is it them? Maybe that's too much. But like, you know, okay. that I've, I've got a guest room. You're welcome anytime. So. <laughs> a little bit you of see? a commute. Right. This is yeah. why we look. Uh, I mean, I'll be in LA in November, just saying. Uh, so Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> yes. Actually, yeah. do you know what? Joking aside, because you shared me say it is, it's now confirmed. It's hundred percent Vegas, first to the fourth of August next year. We will be there. Um, be, do you know there. you're going yourself? I, I'll go for sure. So I will see you there. Um, Brilliant. I'm excited. Yeah. So that I've never is, been before. I'm very excited. <laughs> you'll love it. It's it's gonna be so good. It's a cold and a really short plane ride away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It's. <laughs> 
It was great. I mean, I've been uh, to Vegas before. I was, I was like, I, was like I, I knew you had. It's like, yeah, it was. I was there last year for the con. It was incredible. But <laughs> mother of God. I mean, you hear the phrase, you realize Vegas is in a desert, right? And you're like, yeah, it's fine. It's grand. Ah, okay. It's a very <laughs> Okay, right. Um, thank you so much. Thank uh, you very much. Our absolute pleasure. Everyone listening or watching along, remember you can catch us on at Trek Culture on Twitter, at Trek Culture YT on Instagram. I'm at Sean Ferrick on Twitter and at E Little Child on Twitter and uh, Instagram and TikTok. We're everywhere. We're everywhere. <laughs> Search as um, you'll find us. It's not hard to find us. <laughs> it's It's true. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com code program.